Oh, did you see uh, BuzzFeed? We found Joe Biden's secret Venmo. Here's why that's a privacy yes. nightmare for everyone. Yes. I mean, on one hand, like, I guess, I guess it's a problem, but also, well, of course it's public. Like, well, it's just your Venmo account and your connections. It doesn't actually show your transactions, but like, of, no, of course you can see connections. Aren't you supposed to be able to have your account be private also? I don't no? know enough about Venmo, I guess. I, I, I don't like Venmo and I have been, I use the cash app. They're not an, a sponsor, but they're welcome to join, to <laughs> jump on. Um, but I just, the reason that I don't like Venmo is one cash app is literally one step easier, one fewer button to press. And I want to be as efficient as possible. I'm not kidding. You are so, mo- you are so millennial. <laughs> I mean, yeah, apparently what I learned this week is that I'm a geriatric millennial. That's so, so that's I, something I, not even geriatric pregnancy, which is not something that we should even be saying. Why is that in our lexicon? I, but geriatric millennial. I saw that and I almost lost my mind and I'm Gen yeah. X. Yeah. There's a whole thing there that like, like you are what they have called a micro generation of zennial. You, you like the, the whole idea of generations in and of itself is just kind of dumb. Okay. It's we, I guess it made sense for older generation, like past generations to kind of designate because there was a little bit more of a flow to life. People were kind of getting married around the same time, having kids around the same time. So there were clearer lines of delineation between like ages and generations. Now we wait longer to have babies, but apparently we're waiting too long because we're geriatric millennials now. Um, We're having babies sooner, you know, getting married. I I think that now that we live a, a completely different lifestyle that many people live, different lifestyle the it's trickier to name the generations well, it, and it, i'm getting really tired of people just using millennial as like a youth right yeah no we, we're not youths we are adults we are um apparently on our last breath <laughs> here in this world um yeah. but you can't just say like oh millennials are are ruining avocado toast or whatever just write don't be lazy or don't be in the headline writing industry yeah yeah there's Headline whole... writing industry. Who am I? Maybe I am a geriatric millennial. Okay, boomer. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's a whole, yeah. Anyway, there's a whole lot to unpack all there. But instead of all that, why don't we um, start with our podcast instead and talk about the the demise of the GOP? Because this is going to be fun. My name's Dan. I'm half of this duo. Uh, I am in Michigan, as I said. Uh, cisgender, white, hetero, male, blended family dad. Uh, with two kids, all that good stuff. Typically pretty moderate, but uh, I'm reevaluating everything all the time nowadays because of the crazy on the quote right side of the aisle. Um, but that's me. I'm Dan. Uh, welcome to my America. And my amazing partner is Kim. Hi, Kim. Hi, Dan. Thank you so much. Pleasure to be here. Thanks for that overwhelming introduction. Really got in with the details. There. I it. didn't want to ruin uh, your story. It is your story to tell, my friend. Go for it. It's my story to tell. <laughs> well, I get progressively meaner to you, you every episode in the introduction, and I don't know what's wrong with me. It's fine. Um, my name is Kim. I'm so nice. I am a um, straight white 
uh, cisgender female living in Los Angeles. I work in television production and on the side have a nonprofit trying to get out the vote by changing the way that we educate um, our, from our tiniest little buddies all the way to our grownups, tallest little buddies. Sometimes they're not uh, tall because they're like you. Oh, yeah, I'm five, one and a half. There Same height as Rachel Wilson, America's sweetheart. Um, I am liberal, <laughs> baby, never reevaluated, never stopped to think is this the right choice for me. Just went along with it. And now I'm stuck in this personality forever. No, I'm just kidding. I, but I am liberal and I've thought a lot about it and feel good with the choices I've made. All right. Do you feel good with the choices you've made? Because I don't feel good with the choices you've made. Politically, for sure. Okay, all right. Nothing else, though. So. <laughs> yeah, nothing else. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I texted you earlier today. It was like, so we're, we're recording today. Should we talk about Liz Cheney and the GOP? <laughs> like, yeah, what the hell? So this is all off the cuff. Um, I My immediate thought was um, in Billy Madison. Hmm. The Billy Madison where the guy's hmm. like, He's losing his mind and I'm reaping all the benefits. That's uh, that was my immediate thought is they're losing their minds and we're reaping all the benefits. I mean, we're real. not, well, we're not, but as a country as a country, we're not no, right, sure, anybody yeah, yeah. who doesn't vote along with them is not because they're going to try and take away all of our rights to actually, but like, yeah, no, nobody, this is a no win situation except for people like Mitch McConnell who gets richer off of this. Yeah. But also the Democratic tent is going to reap some benefit because there are so many people leaving that damn party because it's just has absolutely abandoned us. Well, we're a big tent party. So come on in. The water's fine. I've been thinking the last few weeks. I mean, I've been thinking about this for like a couple of years now, how sure. the, the Republican Party that of, of my childhood and young adulthood, the Republican Party of my childhood, as if that's like a fun thing. Speaking of geriatric. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I, I am not Michael P. Keaton from Family Ties, for those of you who remember that. Uh, but I did, you know, grow up in a pretty conservative and Republican background. And so the Republican Party is what I knew. You know, um, you know, I can remember like when Michael Dukakis ran for president, it was like, no, never, you know, and it was, you know, Bush and Quayle and like the, all these different presidential and and White House type candidates. I knew them. Like those, that's who I identified with as far as who I thought should run the country. But I never, I don't remember ever looking at the Democratic candidates of anything as my enemy. And I don't remember ever thinking of that, like we had, we had to win at all costs. And that's where I feel like the GOP is nowadays is win at all costs. The end justifies the means. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when, when an outgoing president whether they were one term or two term or whatever, they went away and kind of got quiet and let the incoming president do their thing. Even if they weren't of the same party and, and whatever, and the, um, the uh, campaign was tough or whatever, they went away and yeah. eventually like wrote their books and got rich and whatever they do, you know, got richer. Uh, but this one, man, he just isn't going away and it's a mm -hmm. problem. And I don't understand where I, I don't understand, Kim. I'm very, I, I'm sure I truly am bothered by it. I don't know if I'll ever go back to the GOP as a like regular voter. There are still Republicans that I'll probably vote for because I am pretty independent and moderate, but I'm just like, they have absolutely abandoned me as a voter. Yeah. Um, I, so first of all, I just plugged in my microphone. So I, if I sound different oh. or like a little lost in the uh, 
in my sentence here it's because I was in the middle of something and then realized my microphone was unplugged. I'm Kim. I'm a professional. I've been doing this for years. <laughs> anyway, um, I would be surprised to see you go back and vote GOP because um, after all this, because this kind of stuff is has sort of been in the water of of the party from really from the 60s, 50s and 60s, from them flipping and becoming the Republicans that they are now. And then also adding in Reagan and the idea of like putting somebody up on a pedestal and the taxes and then, um, you know, the war on crime and the war on drugs, which is also a, a democratic thing. And like, it was a mistake all around, but you know, it's not like suddenly Trump was elected and now they're doing voter suppression and, and now they're doing white nationalism and now they're doing um, second amendment over anything. And you, you know, they, this has always been building and building and building. Yeah. You look at, you know, our 43rd president, you can look at our 41st president and see these things as they were, were building up to where we are now. For some reason, we have this other element of a, a cult like, behavior and thought process behind it. So there is no going up against, but you know, this week, some footage leaked footage got found from the heritage action fund that was talking about the way that they do quote grassroots voter suppression in each state and try and make it seem like it was the state's idea, but it's actually them, this very, very conservative group writing voter suppression language for them. That didn't just pop up. Right. That's been around. Heritage Foundation's been around forever. So these things are not new, which is why I think I would be surprised now that you've come over to the dark side. <laughs> you would um, go back because, as we've talked about before, you know, you, you, I don't know that it's possible to be fiscally conservative and um, issues, more liberal on issues. Because where we spend our money is such a clear yeah, indicator of yeah. as a nation. No, that's fair. I guess I just look at it as as I've, I I want two parties, but I want more than two parties. Honestly, I I want differing opinions. I don't want to just blindly follow a party because most of what they talk about I believe in. Right? I want to be able to be critical of all of it and, and make decisions that seem sound. For different reasons, um, and, and and in Michigan, we have a uh, Republican con- congressional leader, uh, Fred Upton, who I, I've I've personally known. Like, not we don't, we're not having dinner together by any means, but I've I've worked with him on some nonprofit stuff. We've had conversations. Um, I did a little like uh, advertisement for him, and so I got to talk to him for a while and stuff. So, uh, so I I know him personally a little bit. Uh, I think he's a he's a decent human being. And he's pretty moderate and it took him a while, but he eventually spoke out against the president when, when president Trump was doing some dumb stuff. <laughs> like, I don't even know when he spoke out against him. As he, he often does. Right. But, but Fred Upton did speak out against him. Um, and he, and another congressperson, um, Meyer, I forget the guy's first name, but he's a, a Michigander as well. And they both voted, I believe to impeach Trump the second time. And so like those moderate Republicans, I don't have a, an, an inherent problem with, right? So would I vote for them? Possibly. Yes. Um, but there are, but there are definitely a lot of things that I am, I, I am progressive on more and more just because I care about human beings and I'm sick and tired of the 
oppression side of it. And I'm sick and tired of calling people uh, barbaric just because they don't align with what I think is like, like my life. Right. Yeah. Anyway, I just, yeah, I get so turned around because I get so angry because I feel like this party that I thought was in alignment with my values is f- so far from it right now. Mm-hmm. And those with, with whom I share like a faith, let's say, for instance, other Christians, they're just so aligned behind this cult-like behavior because the end justifies the means. Yeah. But what is the end? Well, so great. Thanks for that tee up. <laughs> I was thinking, like right. Well, I was thinking like, what is the end? And, and in my mind right now, the end is one of the biggest things is ending abortion. That's, that's the end all be all for so many Republican voters. They've, they seem to have become single issue voters and it's ending abortion. Right. And, and, you know, we, we talked about this a while ago on an episode that's coming up uh, in, in our, in our rotation about arguing the issues abortion. So look for that in a a couple of weeks, but the idea that we can be, that we want to reduce abortions because we all believe that life is precious. And so of course we don't want abortions to just be like super prevalent because we believe in life. With that said, there are ways to reduce abortions so that without taking away health rights, right? Because so often it is a health right and it is the, the woman's right because she's the one at risk if there's a risk or, or whatever else has happened. It's, it's her body and, and her, you know, her choice. So if you want to reduce abortion, instead of just voting for somebody who is going to put in these conservative judges on the Supreme court and they're going to get rid of Roe versus Wade, and then we're never gonna have abortions again. Like that's just, that's just not true. It doesn't make any sense. It's not logical. Um, and if it was true, if that's the one thing that they're going to do that aligns with what you want. Okay. What about all the other things that they're going to do? They're going to reduce uh, business oversight so that unfettered, greedy capitalism can run rampant and workers are no longer protected and corporations don't pay any taxes and they just, you know, the rich get richer and we all just suffer. Like, I'll tell you exactly where you're wrong, Okay, which is you're introducing Things like facts and reason. <laughs> okay, fair. And I'm being serious when I say like it is funny, but it's also like it's it's just the truth right now is that facts and reason have are just in the wind, baby. Yeah. <laughs> they gone because they are not willing to hear these things. Yeah. I mean, as we talked about in that upcoming episode, abortion numbers go down with a more progressive president. The yeah. more uh, liberal president, the the number goes down. Goes down so further. obviously further. Yeah, yeah. Like, for, yes, like, continues on the downward, but goes down faster and further. Yeah. They're so they're overlooking all of that to tell you, vote for us because we're here. Like we're the working persons party, and and we're here because you know those Democrats are trying to bring you down, and we're, we're here to lift you up. But then they're acting in in ways that are diametrically opposed to what they're saying. We're here to lift you up, but that's why tax breaks for the wealthy only, like that kind of stuff. That, that, yeah. That's not helping 
you, but they've yeah. somehow not you personally. It's not, I mean, yes, it's not helping well, you, it's not helping anybody, us, but, yeah. <laughs> um, but you, you know, they've, they managed to kind of like pull a bait and switch and trick people into thinking that they're helping. They don't, they're not helping. They don't care. It's not like, as you and I've talked about, you have two parties and their end goal is um, better educated students coming out of a K through 12 program. And then the argument on one side is, you know, money and free lunches and no homework on the weekend. And then the argument on the other side is um, longer school days, fewer days off for summer break and, you know, X, Y, Z. But, and then we can debate both sides of it and come together because ultimately our goal is the same. That's not what's happening in that party right now. Um, They don't, I, I don't know to, you know, go back, circle back to the question that I posed. I don't know what the end is that justifies, justifies the means or the mean because they're acting mean. Right. Um, I don't know what the end goal is besides reinstating Trump and creating some sort of King like system. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. The, the and money. Yeah. Power and money. That's what it is, right? It's power. They want to, they only right now the Republican Party wants to win in the midterm elections of 2022, and they believe, yeah. for whatever reason, that that Trump is the key to that. And I and I just don't get it. You know, like one of the other you and going back to like sorry to interrupt. No, you're going fine. back to them when I said they're they're they've redo they've removed reason and logic. Candidates do worse with Trump on the ticket. So if you want to win, you have to know that like he's bringing the party down. He's whittling the party down. I don't understand where their thought process is. Well, when when someone like Liz Cheney or uh, W George W. Bush or Mitt, Mitt Romney are moderate, like where the hell is the party going? They're the moderate, reasonable people. You know, we. I texted you earlier yeah. in the week about like, like it's interesting that these are the people who are who are logical and reasonable, and the ones that I'm looking to going, yes, please speak more. And yet, you know, Cheney and Bush are some call them warmongers, right? Like, yeah, Bush got us into a 20 year war. We went to Afghanistan because of 9 11, and then we went into Iraq because um because he wanted to. Because of ego yeah. and to save his dad's ego and whatever. And like, uh, you know, daddy issues. Right. Right. You know, I, I, su- <laughs> I know him. <laughs> I supported going into Afghanistan. That made sense. That was retaliation to an attack. That made sense to me. I, su- I support our military. I know that you do as well. I also support our military in that I don't want us to go into a war that we shouldn't be in. We don't need yeah. to go to every single country and just wage war. I don't want mm-hmm. our kids going off to the meat grinder and coming back so messed up. Like that just, that, that just don't do that to our, 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 our humans. Mm-hmm. So, so he got us into a war that we shouldn't have been in and that we were in, have been in for 20 years, the cost of yeah. which is so astronomical. I can't even understand it. So I don't agree with everything, but, but if he's the one who's being reasonable, then I support him. Like, let's go. I, I do not like where the GOP has pushed me to be in support of Liz Cheney in any in any way at all. Right. And that's where I've had to be. And I resent them for it. <laughs> also, this other podcast I listen to, um, I'm not going to plug because they're not paying for us and they have more listeners anyway. So screw them. But they brought up a great point, which is like these, all these first time GOPers 
in the House, in the Senate, that don't have this like generational history in politics that are now coming up against Liz Cheney. Like Liz Cheney's dad invented a war. Why are you, do you feel safe going up against? He has, Dick Cheney has more money than Trump. Why do you think you could go up against Madison Crawford doesn't even know the um, how to like tweet correct lyrics tweeted something about like, hey, hey, goodbye, Liz Cheney. Like, first of all, work on your tweet. Feel free to send it around to people, see if they want to punch it up a little bit for you Um, or don't don't tweet at all. But also, like, who who are you? Who are you, Madison Crawford? You don't think you're going to go hunting with the Cheneys at some point and somehow an accidental buckshot just gets you a little bit because that's what I don't believe that that time that Dick Cheney shot his friend was an accident. (laughs) Don't go up against the Cheneys, you ding dongs. Yep. Dinkuses. And yeah. And so I, I want to go back to too, like talking about <laughs> the not the end justifies the means, but just like where how the hell did we get here? Because like here, so here's here's something that I've thought about. The Republican Party right now, and and in particular, like Christian Republicans are supporting wholeheartedly with a cult-like fervor this guy who wasn't a Republican until he ran for president. Okay. Number one, um, he, he cheats in business. It's been documented. He's admitted to it. He is a philanderer with no moral compass and all these, all these problems that speak against to everything about Republicanism and conservatism and faith. And yet they line up behind him because he's going to get them to their end, whatever that end is, whether it's, supposedly ending abortion or whether it's protecting us against people coming to our country that actually aren't. But anyway, um, like I don't, I don't understand it because you look back on, and I had this discussion with somebody and I said, look, you're going to support a man who does all these things, who cheats, cheats on his wives, who has been married so many times. And yet, and that's okay. And yet you spoke out against a man who was president who had sex in the Oval Office. Mm-hmm. Consensual up for debate right? Power structure. Like there's a whole thing there too. Um, but he had, he had sex in the old office as an adult with someone who was also an adult who, you know, like, so you're going to speak out against that. And yet when somebody else does it in your party, you're going to be like, Nope, it's okay. We're just going to whitewash it. Yeah. Why? Why? If your morals are real, stand up for it. hundred percent. You know what this person's response was when I said that? We elected a president. We didn't hire a Sunday school teacher. Sure. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. No, not yes. Not yes. The mental gymnastics of that. Well, yes, we did not. Yes. In that, that is factually true. We did elect a president. You don't elect Sunday school teachers. I think they're just hired. So, you know, whatever. Volunteers mostly. (laughs) (laughs) because <laughs> education in this country is bad anyway um so i mean on its face it's factually true but also the president is the leader of our country well and and again going back to if you're going to hold the other party accountable to certain standards and hold your own damn party accountable too yeah right you're going to go in and hold them accountable for you know i remember when john Kerry ran and there was something about his military record i don't remember the exact thing but just like holding him to certain standard 
mm-hmm. saying like truth and service and blah, blah, blah. You turn around and then the 45th president dodged the draft himself because of bone yeah. spurs or whatever. And like, you're going to, the mental gymnastics that it takes to support this cult like following of a wannabe dictator is astounding. And I just don't understand it. And when I, you know, I'm reading some of the articles about the Liz Cheney fiasco. I just, I don't, I don't understand. She's, she's just being reasonable and truthful. Yeah. Yeah. And I, yeah, I don't, I just don't understand what this guy number 45 has that is so like appealing to anybody. He's just, I mean, he's cardboard. Like you can just look and see that there's nothing of substance there. Um, and that even doesn't even include like his personality and how much of a, a bully and a sexist and a racist and a xenophobe and a homophobe and every, every phobe, um, agoraphobe, frankly, I think too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm just diagnosing him. <laughs> um, that's not, I'm not a doctor. I shouldn't do that. Um, but I don't understand why it's like, it's him. That's the one that everyone thinks is so great. And we have, you know, they have to follow no matter what. And I'm also again, going back to reason being out the window, if they split, if Liz Cheney and these hundred other Republicans split off and form a third party, then that's game over for the Republicans. They can't split the ticket and then expect to win against Democrats. You're splitting the vote. You're splitting a, a, a dwindling vote. People are leaving the Republican Party. You're splitting that and giving the Democrats the advantage. So if you're going to be whatever version of the Republicans you think you are now, at least have some forethought of like, well, there is a science to political science and we should try and think about how we can win at least. If we're going to be bullies and, and jerks and be the downfall of our democracy, we need to win. And how can we win? Well, we shouldn't split the party. Yeah. Do you think that's what's coming? I don't know. I, I don't know how 100 Republicans in a strongly worded email um, start an entirely new party. Um, but I think uh, if it gets us to rank choice voting, I'm fine with it. That's an interesting. Yeah. And also because listen, um, I, I'm liberal, baby. Split your party, you ding dongs. <laughs> kick, kick, kick uh, people out of your party. Right. Send them on over here. We got right. a big tent, and guess what? That tent is carbon neutral. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I, I'm not a political science genius like some people I know. Um, my friend, don't Dan, look at me. I'm not either. My friend Dan Sally is. Oh, cool. Oh, I wasn't thinking about right. you. No, you, congratulations, Dan Sally. He talks about said it like that. He talks about ranked choice voting Sorry, too, Dan. uh, on, on his show and in his work, um, which is called uh, You Don't Have to Yell. So it's a great show. Anyway, I'm gonna go ahead and plug my <laughs> friends. You don't have to plug yours. So I don't know them, they won't be friends with me. So screw them. <laughs> <laughs> um, they would be if they got to know me. I'm charming as hell. You are, yeah, except for to me, but. I love you. Sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> always a question. So <laughs> always a question. I mean, we're families. So for those listening at this point, they're like, "Wait, why did you say I love you?" <laughs> we're family. Um, we're family. It's okay. So I, I, I'm not a history like like I enjoy history, I enjoy politics, but I am not well educated in all of this. 
So I don't know, like if precedent has been set, will this lead to a genuine reforming of the conservative to the liberal side? Like if there's two sides to this political coin right now, the conservative side isn't conservative. It's crazy. Yeah. Like, I don't think we've had this type of situation before. We have had certainly like parties shift and change. I mean, we don't have the Whig party anymore. So, right. like, um, you know, a party shift and change. But this current situation we're in right now, where you're you have to follow along completely this like cult like behavior, I believe in. Dan Talley probably does know more than I do. He can tell me if we're wrong or if I'm wrong. I think this is the first time we've been in this type of situation. I don't know what the future is for this. This is not sustainable. Yeah. As for them as a party, this is not sustainable. And for them as a party, there's nowhere. And you and I have talked about this before, like off air. There's nothing on the on the left that you can point to and say, well, the liberals have blah, blah, blah. And so, you know, you can see the Dems in disarray. That's what's happening over here. No, we're having reasonable discussions. One of our, two of our most prominent Democrats, AOC and Nancy Pelosi have had, you know, things to say about, you know, gone back and forth about um, the, the party and the future of the party and all that kind of stuff. And both of them are in the party and it is a respectful conversation. We don't have what's happening over there on the GOP side. So there's nothing they can even point to, to to make it the similar, a similar situation on the left. So I don't know what, what this means for the, for the GOP as somebody who, you know, is liberal because I think it's better for the country. This is the GOP. What's happening right now is not great. Um, if it was something that would let us have a real lead in the Senate advantage in the Senate and a, and a sustained advantage in the house, it would stop screwing over all of our gerrymandering and voting rights. Then it would be great for this country, but it's not right. There's fewer Republicans, but they've somehow redrawn district lines and 69 people or 89 people didn't turn in the census in New York. And now we're going to lose 12 house seats. Like it's a mess. Yeah. Last grasp of power. It's, and again, it's bothersome as a somewhat moderate progressive or whatever I am nowadays. I don't even know what labels to call myself, but it's, it's I got labels for you, but it's sad. Like it's sad to see, right? Like I don't, I don't believe, yeah. I don't believe that in general, Republican voters are evil or dumb or hate other people or like any of that. I just think that they're trying to, I think most voters, most average people who want Republican leadership are typically those who believe that they have the best interests of our country at heart. They just have a different way of seeing it than the liberal side of, of the coin. And, and so like, if I think about our, our political discourse in this country, it's like a, a bell curve, right? We've got mm-hmm. the super far left and the super far right. And in the middle is most of us. And that middle bell is pretty large and yeah, you can get to the far left of that bell and still be within that kind of moderate averageness, right? Mm-hmm. But right now, I feel like most of the Republican Party leadership is so far right that they're well outside of that bell. And then most Republican voters are going, I'm uncomfortable with this, but they're not saying anything. And that's what really bothers me. You know, I have, I have plenty of Republicans in my life that aren't speaking up and saying, this is not okay. 
they're just kind of going, well, yeah, we'll see what happens. Because I just don't like that we've Biden guy. We've seen what happens. See, and that's why I can't get on board with. I, me too, we've same. seen what happens. We already saw it for four years. Yep. And, and we saw it on January 6th. Yes. That's what happens. Yep. And to be willing to say, but, you know, we just don't like that Biden guy. I can't get on board with that. Yep. I just can't put party over country. I can't understand that. And um, maybe it's because I haven't been forced to with my party, but I truly have to believe that if Biden or Obama did the things that Trump did, that I would stand up against it. I, I would. And in fact, so. I know that because I had, you know, have not just blindly gone along with um, my liberal mayor and governor. Even though <laughs> I'm very happy with Newsom currently, <laughs> but I don't think I wish someone would tell him like, "Hey, man, just a heads up. Like, if you had done, if you had rolled out all of these things that you clearly just had in your pocket ready to go, if you had rolled it out months ago, you might not be." having to roll it out in the face of a recall. It would just be like something fun you did a few months ago. Right. But yeah, man, wipe off all of our tickets starting back from 2015. That's fine by me. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. You got my vote already, sir. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, that I saw somebody tweet this week that they, they wish that president Biden would speak out on the Israel Palestine issue going on and speak out in favor of a two state region and, and, and like speak for Palestine. And they said, and, I, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm okay speaking up against this because even though I support president Biden, he's not my cult leader and I can speak out against him. Mm-hmm. Like I like other things yeah. that he's doing, but this, I wish he would do differently. And I'm like, yeah, that's, but see, that's where, that's where I, I just feel like so many Republicans right now aren't doing that. And it's really, and it really bothers me. And people are like, well, yeah, but you speak out enough. So I don't need to, I'm like, no, but no, but no, like you, I, I don't know. I just, that's not how that works. And I'm, Oh, we've elected Dan to be the one that's going to speak out for us. And I'm not going to risk anything. Right. And I know. And I, <laughs> and so here's, and here's what, here's what also bothers me about it is that they'll, they're willing to speak out against the, the other side air quotes. Right. And I'm just painting a broad, broad brush here. I say they with nobody in, particularly in mind, just a generality of like, and I think a lot of us do this, by the way, I've tried to not do this. I speak out against white supremacy because guess what? I'm white. And yeah. I, and I want to hold my fellow race accountable, my fellow humans in my race accountable. Um, when I see something mm-hmm. bad happen in Christianity, I'm going to call it out because guess what? I'm a Christian. I want to fix this problem in Christianity. I'm not going to go into the Muslim world and say, well, you shouldn't do this. Like that's their faith they can deal with it. Right. I'm going to call out my people because I, I have a responsibility and I wish, I wish more of us would do that more often mm-hmm. because I just don't think that we do. We look at the other, you know, that there's a Bible verse that says, take the plank out of your own eye before you look at the speck in your neighbors. And I feel like that's my, my responsibility. Sure. And my, the, 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 the lumber in my eye is either as a white American, white human, uh, male. If I see men being problematic, I'm going to call them out because I'm a guy and I'm going to do that. If I see, yeah. you know, so that, yeah. So I just, I don't see a lot of Republicans doing that and it's really bothersome. It's really bothersome because this is not okay. He is lying about the election. Full stop. He's lying. 
Just mm-hmm. because people are believing it doesn't mean it's true. Stop it. He's lying. And then they continue to lie. Like Kevin McCarthy, after the Liz Cheney vote said, had the nerve to say, well, I don't think anybody's debating the results of the election. We know President Biden is the president. And then turned around and was like, this fucking guy and blah, blah. Oh, that's all they do is gaslight us. Yeah. And yeah. And then McCarthy called him out after the January 6th insurrection and then had a change of heart. Mm-hmm. And look, had had a meeting with him and then had a change of heart. Yep. And why are they standing behind Matt Gates? Like, this is the kind of thing that absolutely drives me crazy. Yep. This QAnon, the, first of all, QAnon is, is also called very dangerous. I'm certainly not saying that they're doing anything good because they're factually not. The idea behind QAnon is, well, the liberals are um, lizard people and also are child molesters and they've got a ring of child molestation going on and we're going to stop them. And that's, you know, that leads to somebody showing up at a pizza place, pizza shop with a a gun. It's not good, but if there were a group of people whose main purpose in life is to stop sexual abuse and stop child abusers, Matt Gates is right there, guys. Yeah. And and sure, absolutely innocent until proven guilty. Let's send him to trial. In the meantime, maybe he, don't let him fundraise on this. Yeah. You know, if you, you want to be the party that is supposed to be, we are a Christian party and we are love thy neighbor and we are, the, you know, the party of morality. Um, you know, you have Marjorie Taylor Greene just walking around the halls uh, harassing and, and genuinely scaring, harassing yeah. fellow. This is a person who is supposed to represent. We have 435 members of the House. We have a very, very small percentage of people of of um, people in this country that represent us as a whole, yeah. and that's one of them. And you're fine with that? She is a leader of her your party. Yeah. She is the face of your party. Yep. Yeah. These new these like you said these these incoming newbies who have the 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 conspiracy theory just the loose canonness of it all mm-hmm. first time in just yeah I, oh my god yeah uh i am at a loss i'm at a loss josh holly you know everything's can- cancel culture and josh holly writes some book about the tyranny of big tech and then sells it on amazon like either the dumbest idiot, smartest genius in the world. <laughs> and then everybody retweets it. Yeah, buy his book, The Tyranny of Big Tech on Amazon. I'm not getting the vaccine. I don't want them to microchip me sent from an iPhone. Right, right. <laughs> God. Yep. Uh. At least we have the nerve to, you know, fly on private planes and, and call it out, call ourselves out for it. Flying private planes on our way to go talk about the Green New Deal. Well, yeah, yeah. At least we, at least we know what we're doing. <laughs> oh, Kim, the the <sighs> last breaths of the Republican Party as I knew it. I don't even know. Mm. I don't even know. I've seen them. Sorry, Dan. I've seen them. <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> this is this is. I mean, it's it's a Um, long time coming. A surprisingly unsurprising way for this party to hopefully die out. And I don't mean that to 
um, you know, in a, we win, they lose type of situation, though certainly we do win and they do lose. This is something that's bad for the entire country. It's sad to see it. It makes me genuinely sad and, and concerned for the future of our country. Yeah. But on the other hand, this is who the party, how I've seen the party for years, Yeah. far, well, far before Trump. And I'm fine with that part of politics dying out. Like our, you know, the last wisps and grasp of power before that leaves. And let's have another party where you can have reasonable discussion because the end goal should be the, uh, the best country that we can that right. supports uh, the people within it the best it can. It'd be interesting to see what does come out of it, how you can have the, you know, two sides. It's, it's hard to have multiple sides a political spectrum, I feel like, right? Like, especially at that level, it basically comes down to two. It's this or that for whatever reason, that's just how yeah, humans work. But like, like what, what, what's the balance, right? What's the balance we've right now it's Republican and Democrat, but it's not going to be, if it continues this way, I feel like, right. It's going to be Democrat and something else. Yeah. What does that something else look like? How are they Republican? You know, I use air quotes because like, I don't even know what it's going to be called, but it's, if, if Democrat tends to be liberal, what is the conservative side of it? And, but yet not so conservative that you're steeped in, you know, a, an originalist constitutional, only men get to vote who only men who own property get to vote that are white. Like this originalist idea is, is crazy. We can't, we're not, we can't do that. We're not doing that. But yeah. what is the other side to the liberal political spectrum that is going to come out of all this? That'll, that's where I'm very interested to see what happens. I don't have yeah. an answer, but I'm interested to see what happens. Same. What would you name them as a party? I don't even, I don't even know. I, uh, I don't have an answer. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I mean, cause like you look back at over, over our history, you've got like Whig party, you've got federalists, you've got, Republican, you got the Democratic Republicans, you got Democrats. So I don't, I don't know what any of those words mean. <laughs> Nothing means anything anymore. We all just treat words like they're just letter salads. Yeah. They don't mean anything. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, do you have any thoughts on that? Where would that come from for you? Is there a historic reference to anything that you could say, this is what they might look like? No, I would name them the Wildcats. <laughs> Give them a fun name. <laughs> I'm just a mascot. Yeah. Let us rename our political party so it'd be something fun. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We'd be named the Lightning Bolts. All right. <laughs> All right. Um, merch. <laughs> yeah, I don't because you've got like in in Scrantonicity too. Scrantonicity too. <laughs> There's your office reference for the week. <laughs> and you've got labor and what's the other one over in like England. I can't remember what the other one is. One of them is labor. Yeah. But with a U. Yeah. Well, we kicked them out of our country, so we don't use use anymore in our words. (laughs) Yeah. We're strangely obsessed with the Royals, even though we kicked them out of our, anyway. I'm not, I'm not. I mean, but I I did hear a great interview with Prince Harry recently Mm -hmm. and really enjoyed that very much. Yeah. He seemed like a, a young man who has grown a lot from the days that he, once was dressed as a Nazi for Halloween. Um, I actually had an earlier office reference in this episode, and 
um, true fans of The Office will see it. We'll try and catch it. I guess you're not a true fan of The Office. Oh, okay. I just don't listen to you half the time. The ends justify the mean. Oh, okay. I wasn't thinking Office at that point. I was thinking because they are being mean. They are being mean. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, So, Kim, (laughs) that was interesting. We didn't solve anything today. Sure didn't. Normally we do. We've solved sexism for sure. Yep, absolutely. Um, But we've solved nothing here. I'm just a geriatric millennial trying to do what I can with my last few moments on this earth. It's true. (laughs) All, All, you know, I've lived so long. And I'm just trying to fight the label of progressive with every fiber of my being for some reason. I, you really are. Maybe you should dig into that. <laughs> Talk to somebody. And thanks to our sponsor, BetterHelp. You just key in. Dan is more progressive than he wants to admit. And you get $100 off your first month. BetterHelp. <laughs> so we're just going to start. okay to start talking about mental health. We're just going to start just randomly throwing out sponsors and hope that one of them takes us. <laughs> yeah. Is that what we're doing? If one of them sticks, we love it. All right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, our next episode is sponsored by uh, Buell Motorcycles, the revamped version of Eric Buell's vision. Um, and maybe I'll get a new, new bike out of it. Maybe. Anyway. So <laughs> if you are uh, abandoned, if you're feeling abandoned by the Republican Party, uh, hit us up on Twitter at My America Pod. Uh, you can also hit me up, Dan Moyle, on Twitter and Instagram, uh, because I do feel abandoned by the Republican Party. And you know what? That's fine. That's fine. So that's me on socials. If, if you are feeling abandoned by the Republican Party and looking for a new cult leader, <laughs> at Kim Moffat on Instagram and Twitter. <laughs> a new cult leader. <laughs> Come on in. <laughs> oh, goodness. There you go. And my, my Mar- party is called... Oh, the lightning bolts. We'll figure it out eventually. <laughs> no, no, no. The new liberals are called the, the lightning bolts. My party, where I'm the call leader, is called like, oh, yeah, that this is no, it's fine. This is fine. It's fine. It'll work out. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, we're on, on social media, Twitter and Instagram. We are My America Pod or MyAmericaPod at gmail.com. Hit us up. Let us know what you think and what you want to see uh, in our country to make it just a more perfect union. Uh, thanks for spending your day with us while you're our with us. You're welcome.